0: The following audio brought to you by TSF Entertainment Podcast may contain graphic descriptions of violence and or audio clips of violence or sexual explicit events. Listener's discretion is advised. Down
1: in the valley where the girls get naked If you throwin' bags, then you know she gon' shake it One, two, break em', three, four, break em' These niggas grind hard, but these bitches grind harder Climbing up the pole just to get out the bottom The crowd below, stay ready for the show The pimps, the dough, don't let it take your soul We may falling on the sky, look easy Look at my bitches, gangsta walking on the city on the flow money talk. Can you hear me? The word is so addicting. The dreams is expensive. Keep spending. work hard for the- touch
0: me, touch me, baby. Touch me, Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy Retro CG, and I would like to welcome you to the TSF Entertainment Podcast. Tonight I'm joined by my beautiful host, oh. Miss Really BTV at the house. Here, what's up with you?
1: What's going on with you?
0: What are we talk about tonight?
1: We are talking about down there. In-
0: uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> you like song?
1: I do. I like the musicalness. I and you know, I'm i you know, I'm old, so you know, but I like the music too. I had to get that soundtrack.
0: So tonight we are talking about P Valley season one episode 103 Higher Ground. Um I agree the music is is lit in in this series. I really love the writing. I'm I'm digging it so far. I we mean we're at episode three. We're a little further ahead, but you know, we're we're doing a little backtracking right now with tonight's podcast. But uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get
1: caught up. We're gonna, get, we gonna caught get
0: caught up. up. We're gonna get caught up. We caught up in, in, in real in real time. We're caught up in real time. Right. right. Caught in real time, but you know, we'll get it together. But um, I agree with you. The music is lit. So in fact, the episode uh kicks off with uh, Mercedes. Uh she's at the pink. And she's doing a very seductive routine for, um, this guy that's you know just mesmerized. I mean, she's doing her damn thing in this. So
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So in this scene, we see how talented she really is, um, at what she does. And we later find out that uh, this is a football coach from Memphis, um, who's pretty much one of her regulars who, like, you know, you're very talented. I don't know why you still here. You should have been in Atlanta or Memphis right now. Matter of fact, come on back to Memphis with me. Mm-hmm. You know, let me put you up in a condo or whatever. And, you know, she checked his ass real quick. Like, yo, I'm, I'm just here for the dollars. <laughs> so what's your thoughts about that?
1: Well, what I appreciated in that moment was she was like, you can't afford me in real life. She was like, this isn't, like, this isn't who I am. You know, she was like, you think you can buy me with, you know, because he was like, I put you up. I do this. I do that. Like, you think you can buy me. You don't even know who I am in real life. You can't afford me. And I don't even think she meant monetarily. I think she was just like me. And you just not on the same level. Like, we just not the same. And I love that line. Like, you can't afford me in real life. Like, you really think you can buy me like you you don't know me. So and I think once again, that takes it back to humanizing Dancers, human. I don't even want to call them strippers anymore. You know what I'm saying? Humanizing dancers and understanding that, like, these women are not—they're not what they do. It's a job, you
0: know. It's a job. Yeah, it's
1: not—they're not not what they do, you know. So they're not
0: selling. Not every woman in the strip club is selling ass, you know. She's dancing, and uh, we—we—we've already learned that she's dancing for a purpose. You know, she has a goal. She—she has an immediate goal that she's trying to fulfill. Um, so her time at the Pink hasn't been just, you know, um, blowing money. You know, right. she's been working towards a goal. So I agree with you on that. And um, we didn't realize that I love this scene. I love how they shot this scene. This scene was really lit. Yes. yes. It, it, it felt like they were the only two in the room. So in the coach's perspective, everyone else wasn't there. It was just him and Mercedes. But in reality, you know, when she walks off, we see that the club is packed. And, you know, he's just kind of snapped back into reality. Like, you know, we're not the only ones here. You know, the exactly. club's going up. <laughs> the club's going up. That's the crazy part about it, is but in his mind, he's on all that shit out and he was concentrating on exactly. Mercedes.
1: And once again, so. I love that because like you said, it was it it took it was like in the first episode where at a certain point when Mercedes was dancing they they cut out the music and we could hear the panting and we could hear the fear. Like you could you could really hear the fear in Mercedes as she was climbing that pole like, all right, I do this every Sunday, but this Sunday could be the Sunday, you know? And so I, right. I love that. I love that.
0: the panting and the breathing yeah. and the physical endurance yeah. of climbing that pole. And then when she started twerking on the ceiling Right, like,
1: when she flipped upside down, I said, You gotta be crazy. You know
0: yeah. She did that shit, yo. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um
0: so then uh we shoot to the next scene. What we got uh um Autumn and Gidget at the wig store trying on wigs. So right. We, we trying to give Autumn a new look. You know, as a stripper, you know, she needs her new looks and she found her a new one. She got her a blonde wig. So, you know, she she she's sexy now for real.
1: <laughs> okay, see now that's good. That's interesting that you say she's sexy now for real, because I was getting ready to bring up and this was something I brought up in my review. Do you see any colorism in that? With the blonde playing up to the light skin, you know, the fact that it was with, that she was with Gidget. Like, we know, we already know that her and Mercedes have, like, Mercedes has color issues. Because every time she insults her, it's always a color. It's always light, bright. It's always, she always comes for Autumn's color. And if. I'm going, go ahead. No, I was going to say, if there's any, if we've seen any insecurity in Mercedes, I would say that's it we've seen that that's the insecurity we've seen in Mercedes as far as that that color piece like we we don't see a lot of vulnerability in Mercedes her mom is her is her Achilles is her kryptonite and um that color seems to be an issue and so I thought it was very interesting that it had her in the wig store with Gidget and then with the blonde wig being the wig that she went with I thought that was interesting
0: right all right so I'm going to save my response for that because i do have a response to that and i do agree with what you're saying but i'm gonna hold my response because it's actually going to roll into the next couple of scenes because i do i do feel like you are absolutely right on your theory on that okay so next thing we see um um andre what's his name oh andre bust a nut in the bed phone sex andre um texting Haley. Uh last night was lit. Hope you're having a blessed day. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like like really?
1: really? That's how we doing it? <laughs> we having blessed days, really?
0: <laughs> uh he's in love with a stripper. So, you know, he gets a call from his 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 boss at work, you know, um regarding the presentation that they're working on for the casino, you know. So, you know, he's still going forward with his plans to try to get the um casino up and going you know they're basically telling them you know you need to hurry up and see, seal this deal and in the next scene we have just um a feature of autumn i mean she's dancing for all these guys you know they spending money they going up for her you know they throwing up all this money for her and she's just having the time of her life and, and these niggas is just enjoying her all because she got this blonde wig on. I mean, there's nothing else that's changed about her. She's still a shitty-ass dancer. She she, she don't know how to work the pole. She ain't really giving up no good lap dances or everything. But everybody going up for her, they spending mad dough on her. They got guap all over the floor for her. So it goes back to what you were saying. Yeah, when she put that blonde wig on, she transformed into like a goddess or some shit. Mm-hmm. That's how they treat her. Yeah, That's how they were treating her. Like, you know, she was a new goddess of the strip club. Like, she was just going up getting all this dough. Because you know she got her little blonde wig on and doing her thing, and she's getting her money.
1: That is definitely how they are treating her. They are definitely treating her like, like, you know. And again, I do because you know that colorism comes in all. She's
0: a pussy fairy. She's a pussy fairy. That's. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's oh. what she is. She's a pussy fairy.
1: Well, and the colorism, the fantasy comes on all levels. Like men, I mean, you know, black men have that whole, you know, white girl fantasy, especially down in the south where so much is taboo. Even in 2020, it's still taboo. And we're going to talk about that later on, but Uncle Clifford, like, it's it's still so much that's taboo. Right. And, right. you know, women, colorism definitely exists among Black women with each other. And it exists among Black men and, and, and who they date. And, you know, and again, not everybody, because nothing is a blanket statement, but there is that. And I think sometimes it's subliminal. I don't even think it is that people realize insecurity. they're doing it a lot of times.
0: It, it, it's, it's, it's twofold with that because people don't realize that they are making other people feel that way or that they're doing it and then I think that there's a subliminal insecurity that comes with that as well because people with darker complexion, darker skin tend to um, be a little bit more um, intimidated by someone of a lighter skin You right. know, we, we see this very clear with Mercedes and Autumn like, you know, her first day on the scene, you know, Mercedes her up like, oh, she light bright. You know, all she did was lay up there and be light. You know, right. she and automatically sees the attention that Autumn is getting because right. she's light-skinned. That's it. And you she's know? probably
1: seen it in the club before. She knows that it exists, especially when we're talking about,
0: you know... And Ch- the fact that there are no other light-skinned girls at the club. Right. The just, fact that there's right. no other light-skinned dancers, right, she automatically comes in. She's the pussy fairy. Right, yes, and this, yes. and you know,
1: two things I want to say about that, and then we can move on. Chak- Chaka, Lisa, Chaka, It almost seems like the place that time forgot. Like there's so like, and I think that's why we were we I'm we were grappling with the timeline at the beginning because so much seems dated. Like this ain't really still going on in 2020. But then you realize, nah, it is. And there are a lot of there are places, not yeah, just down south, time. but there's right. so many places that yeah, this is still real. Like this is really how people roll and. I, the other thing I want to say, too, is I think that a lot of times, as a, as a light-skinned, and this is the argument I always have with people when we get into a colorism conversation. As a lighter-skinned person, people don't realize that it goes both ways. And because if you notice, Mercedes always attacks Autumn on her complexion. You've never heard Autumn come from Mercedes' color. She's, she's nasty to Mercedes, and she's made comments at Mercedes, but notice it's never her complexion and I, it's almost sometimes and that's why I said we see that insecurity with Mercedes because she's attacking the one thing from Autumn that she knows she doesn't have that she knows could possibly t- lose her money and lose her business because she knows she's not a better dancer She, she's never intimidated by that but like you she said she knows she don't
0: got a better body exactly
1: right. exactly but like you said the her putting on that blonde wig doubled her money overnight you know what I'm yep. saying and so yep. You know, as a lighter skinned person, we get attacked all the time about our complexion. But let us come back and call somebody a jiggle boo. Then it's a, whole, it's, it's a whole nother thing. I'm like, but wait a minute. But you didn't call me all kinds of light, bright, glow worm. Like you have been calling me out my name. But the first time I come at you, then I have the problem, you know. And so I see it as a lighter skinned person. I see that from the beginning, it's always been Mercedes attack on Autumn. That has always been her attack from the very beginning. It's her complexion, and that's why that's I a, feel like that's that insecurity that Mercedes. She's showing her. She's showing her slip. You know.
0: That that's a that's a very good observation. That is a very good observation because. Uh, we see tension between them, but we we kind of ask ourselves, you know, why is the tension there? You know, All the other girls seem to have welcomed her in, you know, and, you know, making a place for her. But Mercedes is very standoffish from her, don't want to be around her, don't want to fuck with her the long way, you know, and I think it's not because she's a new girl at the club, I think it's because she's the new light-skinned girl at the club. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I I don't think she's intimidated by the fact that there's a new girl there at all, but I do think, like you said, it's that part of it. But go ahead, we can, we can keep going. It'll come up, you know, the color the thing continues to come up, so.
0: Oh, yeah, it's it's an ongoing theme here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's ongoing, so we can, we can keep talking about it later. You know, we can keep it.
0: So we see Mercedes coming around the corner to Uncle Clifford's office. We see Autumn's in there giving up her... Um, her um, tip out for the night and Uncle Clifford pretty much tells, shoes, um, Mercedes away, like going about your business, you know, we need to talk this business and so basically he confronts um, Autumn like, yo, have you talked to your regular and she tried to get smart with him and was like, nah, I, ain't, I don't see how you dance with somebody one time, they become your regular and he pretty much told her like, well if you want this ID, <laughs> I need this information, so mm-hmm. uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Um
1: I mean, I because she was I,
0: lying. She clearly was lying because she, remember she said, I text him, he did text me back. No, it was the other way around. He texts you, you didn't text him back.
1: Cause she, Yeah, well, because that's because she didn't want, you know, I think now. She I, didn't want to get in the middle of it. Yeah, I think because, again, I don't want to give away too much that happens down the line. But I think in that moment, her thing was, I'm really, I don't want no part to this. I don't want right. to be involved. I don't want no right. parts of it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Because at the end of the day, I'm hitting and quitting. I'm getting up out of here. I don't want to become, I don't want to be nobody's friend. Right. I I don't want to be, right. I don't have enough, like, I'm not vested in this, like, like a Mercedes would be, or like um, a Mississippi. It just so happens that I'm the person he likes. So now I got to be in it. But I really think that's what it was. I I think she just didn't want to encourage Uncle Clifford at all to think that she, that she, like, I don't have nothing to do with this. I don't want to have nothing to do with it. Like, no, (laughs) you know. (laughs)
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. So in the next scene, um, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying on that. She's just basically like, oh, yo, I'm just here for the moment. You know, I'm trying to get yes. this, this money and I'm I'm sliding out, you know. I'm yeah, just like through. I
1: am I'm, I'm, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Like
0: I, I you know what I'm saying. On I the run. <laughs> Part two on the run. That's like that's that's what she was doing. Yeah. So in the next scene we see uh um, Isaiah Washington's character, what the fuck is his name? Mayor, Mayor... I don't know, mayor.
1: but I got a personal issue with Mr. Isaiah Washington. I was trying to get in this for the benefit of the doubt, but I, I anyway, I'm going to keep it to the show. I'm going to keep it to the show. I don't know. <laughs> I just call him God, God Daddy, because that's what um Andre called him, is God Daddy. Yep, and that's
0: like, when we really learned that that is his godfather. Mm-hmm. So... uh He's um they're basically at a construction site. They're at the construction site and they're um talking about the plans for the casino and we then learn that he's also having plans for a park to be um built in honor of his memory and you know, right. he's just feeling himself. Yeah, he's, he's feeling oh, he's, himself.
1: He is definitely the epitome of the corrupt, you know, city mayor. Mayor. You know, the yeah. spicy ass, slick, you know, slick head back city mayor. And unfortunately, of color, you know. Unfortunately, why did he have
0: to be of color? Of course,
1: right. And that's what he said. He said, "I'm the first black mayor. You know, I deserve this. Like, I I gotta, I gotta, you know, do this and toot my own horn. You know, I'm the first black mayor." And I'm like, "And you gonna be the last?" The way Mayor Ruffin,
0: Tyrell Ruffin, that's his name. God darn it, I had to think about it for a minute. (laughs) Mayor Ruffin, go ahead.
1: No. so yeah, I mean, the character's names right. <laughs> right. He's just yeah, I know you you care. You, you care, I don't. You, I care you watch my reviews, you know I don't care. <laughs> but and it's not just that I don't care. I do care. I just always fuck them up and it's like it is what it is.
0: But, but you know what? I've come to like that little idiosyncrasy about your reviews.
1: it's <laughs> it's, like, it's my
0: little juggle. It's my little um, giggle moment. <laughs> right.
1: Oh, they, yeah, they love it. they be fuck like, fuck up somebody's
0: name again. <laughs> right. And
1: then be like, where did she even, and then sometimes it's like, where did you even get the name from? I'm like, I don't even know. In my mind. <laughs> you know who I'm right. talking about. Shut right. up and listen to the review.
0: <laughs> you, know, right.
1: you know who the hell I'm talking about. Anyway. Right. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I, he's just that stereotypical, you know, and corrupt then. Corrupt city mayor. Corrupt yep. city mayor. And I feel like, because what we learn, and again, I don't want to talk too too far in the future, but what we learn is that Andre is not a bad dude. He really he, is trying to do a good thing. Now he has to do some shitey stuff to do it. To so get I it think, done. right. And I think in that moment, it's almost like he lost his innocence a little bit with, with, with his uncle or goddaddy, whoever, because. I think he thought he wanted to do the right thing too. Like he really wants to improve his town. He really and he wants to bring...
0: realize that they're not in it for the same reason.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think that's what the importance of that scene was for you to see that something fell away from Andre in that moment. Like something in that moment made him be like, "Oh, we okay we we want to we on two different pages here. Like we're <laughs> and not the, the fact same."
0: That- Right, and the fact that Mayor Ruffin wants to do it um uh, clandestinely, he wants to do it secretly without the town's people knowing what's going right. to happen. Because he was like, if they so, find
1: out, it's gonna be a whole other conversation. Yeah. Like we are still in the Bible Belt; like they're not here for that.
0: Yeah, no, we can't do this casino. So we see instantly right there in that moment in that scene, um, Andre becomes conflicted, so to speak, because you know here he is thinking he's doing the right thing by bringing this casino back home, because clearly he works; he's an attorney for this um, development group. So when they were shopping around for um, a location or a site for them to build this casino, hey, this is a perfect opportunity for me to bless home. I'm gonna bring this back home. And now, you know, my goddaddy's the mayor, this is perfect. But now I see that my goddaddy is in it for, you know, All different the wrong reasons. reasons. All now, the wrong reasons,
1: right. Now let me play devil's advocate for a second. Let me play devil's advocate for a second. I'm gonna do one of your numbers. Do you think okay, taking away the corrupt part of it? I'm not talking about the corrupt part, but do you think that the mayor is wrong because he does know his city? And at the end of the day, bringing the casino and upgrading the town really isn't a bad thing. Like he, like saving the town isn't a bad thing. Do you think he's wrong for saying, "Listen, they'll never go for it if I'm upfront about it," but I know in the long run, this is the best option for saving this town like do you do you think the end justifies the means in this situation i'm not talking about the corrupt part of it but i'm talking about the like, in, like if he was, if he was making a legit means. yeah if he was making a legit land deal and they was really gonna pay these people what their land was worth and they were really trying to do the you know they were really not trying to cheat people or whatever and he wasn't getting his little kickback out of it do you think that the end would be justifying the means of him keeping the town in the dark about it
0: yes absolutely it i would. do too yeah, absolutely i'm gonna be honest because, with you, i do too because look because look at the good that's going to um, bring... We already have clearly identified that this is the press town. Yeah. And that is behind times. So this is automatically going to open up jobs. I mean, you know how many uh, jobs a casino
1: brings?
0: I mean, uh, the the casino in itself is going to bring the jobs. Right, and that jobs. doesn't even but include the other stuff that casino. they...
1: Exactly. Hotels. Look, Food, restaurants, restaurants, outlets. Um, yeah, they going they want to build an outlet. Like it's so much more that comes with the casino. But like the casino itself brings so many jobs. Like
0: and it's gonna bring more revenue to the town. So people the are gonna town come just improve. to come to the casino right you know so there's more development that can unfold in the town you know maybe some of these housing can be flipped to condos townhomes better homes so yes i think it's going to be a great opportunity for the city but um I, I just think that he's not doing it for that opportunity i think that's no, what andre's not. ultimate motivation is this is home for me this is my roots i want to bring something back to my community that I can be proud of, but yeah. just because of how he's doing Uncle Clifford in the whole situation, you know he doesn't have the town's best interest at heart. He has his best interest at heart, and knowing that he's trying to... Uh, well, I'm getting a little further ahead. So, in the next scene, we see uh, Diamond and Big L outside. they smoking a cigarette. They just shooting the shit, talking. Um, Autumn's coming out. I guess she getting ready to go home for the night begging for a cigarette. Um, I don't know. It was something in that moment. Diamond
1: does not it for autumn. Actually. Okay, I thought I was the only one that oh, picked up
0: on the the he the
1: is Not, but I think he has a sixteen. The thing He's that they suspicious of her. Right, the thing that they're sort of showing us about Diamond, without saying it explicitly, is Diamond has a sixth sense about stuff. Like he, I don't know if you want to call it a third eye, intuition, whatever you want to call it. He has a he has a he just feels something about people. You know what I'm saying? He's quiet. And he moves in silence, but he sees everything. And I think that because remember, he remembers when Autumn tried to come into the club that first night and didn't even have enough money to get in the door. You remember that. And remember, she ended up getting in there anyway, dancing, and now she worked there. I feel like he just don't trust her. He doesn't know where she came from. He knows she's not from there. I just think he don't trust her.
0: Something about him.
1: He don't see it for her at all. He don't see it for her.
0: He don't see it for her at all, and he's him and him and him and Mercedes are kind of aligned, um, uh, not malign, but uh, somewhat aligned in their their suspicions of her. Because we see that Mercedes is clearly suspicious of her too. Um, everyone else seems to take her at face value, but these two right here are kind of like keeping a, a close eye on her. Like mm, she ain't moving right, you know. Some something ain't about her because. How you go from one to be a patron at the club to now dancing at the club? You didn't have enough money to even get in this bit, and now all of a sudden you're here dancing. Like, yeah, you're you're running you're running from something. You're trouble, right? So, um, and we see her finally look at Andre's message, and I don't even know if she responded. I think did she call him or or. Yeah, I think she called him or either she texted him and they, that's when we see them at the rest because remember it was pouring down
1: them. raining and they left her ass standing there. Because remember, um, <laughs> I think Big L offered her a ride and she didn't take it, yeah, you know, and she probably didn't take it from him because she don't trust him. I mean, remember, she, she doesn't trust people, so even though Big L probably had good intentions, and I really don't think he would have done anything to her, but she don't trust it, she don't trust him,
0: yeah. I think he was just being friendly, you know, yeah, no, she ain't got a way to get around. You know, you need to ride home, but Diamond's like, "Nah, she's straight." Right, Diamond was like,
1: "Nah, she could, right. <laughs> like, nah, she, she gonna get she home the good. same way she got here. She all right.
0: <laughs> how does she get to work she... every day? I guess she catch an Uber.
1: <laughs> but no, uh, remember she was walking, and then, because that's what he said. He was like, "You ain't about to walk home in this."
0: Oh, she was walking. That's right, because yeah. that's uh, that's that night when uh, Mercedes then wanted to get well. Gidget and wanted to offer her a ride. Mercedes right, and Mercedes
1: was like, Me, I dance.
0: got a two seater. And we done giving out lap dances
1: for the night. Right <laughs> now, Mississippi <laughs> don't see it for her either. But I think I think that's a jealousy thing. Mississippi, we again not to get ahead of ourselves, but we see a different. We start to see a different side of Mississippi. So I don't think she doesn't see it for her for the same reasons. I think Mississippi is just worried about. Mississippi and she don't want nobody taking her spot. So I, I yeah. yeah. I think her issue with Autumn is just straight up once some. Um, you know, you not coming in here taking like I know I'm number two. You're not about to slide up in here under my spot. Yeah, I really think that's what that's about.
0: So down to the restaurant. We see them, they eating, um, and they're talking. And um, you know, Autumn is trying to get on her on her job because she knows she needs this ID because she can't get this money from television. Mm-hmm without it. So, you know, let me go on in here and do what Uncle Cliff sent me here to do, even right. though I don't want to. Right. know I got to. So, um, they start having a conversation about a casino, and Andre immediately gets defensive, like, no, we can't talk about that now. Um, And then, you know, she makes a reference to the fact that he's married, and that's when we find out her name is Brittany. And um so, what did you think about that scene with the old the old man talking about, oh, y'all are a cute couple and whatever, and I Like how she handled that. She's quick on her feet. Mm-hmm. I really like that about her. She's real quick on her feet because the way she responded to the old man when um he was like, Oh, y'all are a cute couple, how long y'all in town for and all that. She quickly responded, you know.
1: Which makes and, me um, which makes me a little leery of her now, which you know, um, because I'm like, You too quick to lie. Like you can lie. like people who can come up with a quick lie like that, I'm I get nervous about like when you lie that easily. I'd be like, mm mm, mm 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 mm, you know. But you're right, she was real quick and I thought it was interesting. Um what the old man saying, listen, if you wanna know the real history, you know, like don't 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 do this old touristy stuff. Let me show you what it really is. Um, and what I found interesting is that they actually did it. That's what I found interesting. It was a date. Right. And that's what I was gonna say because that was a date. That wasn't no like they both whether it's quick or not, they both are developing feelings for each other. they both are developing something for each other,
0: but what is it that he is so infatuated with about I don't her? Know. It's not the blonde wig no it's not that. no it's not that. Even I like the fact that he made a reference about how she had switched up how she was acting because she got that blonde wig on, like that blonde wig got you you know going up, like that blonde wig you know she she knows she's the shit now, right you know, and she know that you know she, the men are going up for her. But I don't I can't figure out what it is that Andre is so infatuated about her with. Because at this point he hasn't even had her. He hasn't even had her. He just had phone sex with her. I mean, I don't know what is it that is drawing her in, drawing him into her so much. He's mesmerized with her. Listen,
1: never underestimate the power of the pussy. That's all I'm gonna say. That's why she's a fucking pussy fairy. She's a fucking pussy fairy. I'm just telling (laughs) you, never underestimate it. That's all I'm gonna say. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but they have some real talk. They have some real talk and I think that's one thing he does like about her is that you know he can actually talk about work with her and she seemingly gets it. And then of course, um in the middle of their 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 date, <laughs> uh the girls bust in from the club all loud and rowdy. Like um strippers would probably be at the end of the night, you know, they go into the waffle house to get something to eat. And you know Mercedes orders their food and put it on their bill.
1: You know and just kind of bum rush And their I was boot. like, that's some bold ass shit. Y'all wouldn't give her a ride. Ah, y'all gonna make, y'all gonna make her date buy y'all food. Y'all wouldn't give her a ride.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then probably fucked up her ride home because he probably would have took her home, but he ended up leaving when the girls got there. Right. <laughs> they fucked up her ride. So right. How did she get home? home How did you get home that night, girl? Maybe Andre came back and got her. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe he was waiting in the car. <laughs> Maybe he was waiting in the car for her. But that's when they agreed to uh, meet up. He said, I'll text you. And she said, I'll reply. So that that was kind of a parody on the fact that she had not been replied mm-hmm. to um, his messages and whatever. And um, she had a moment of recognition when the old man was talking. You know, you see a little bit of hurt or dismay in her her eyes you know, you see the pain in her eyes, which we later go to find out, you know, what she's what she's torn up about internally. She's fighting a battle inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the girl, you know, and then, of course, you know, we I'm not going to say necessarily colorism, but, you know, Mercedes did make a reference to her being anorexic and not eating and shit. So, you know, Mercedes just doesn't like her, period. So anything she do and say is going to be negative towards right. her. Right, She's not going to have
1: nothing positive to say about her.
0: In this moment. Right. So the next scene we see uh uh Corbin. Corbin is um um picking cotton. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what he's doing.
0: He's picking how, cotton. How, how cliche, even though he's not picking it in the traditional sense, um, but he is tending to the cotton fields. Um and I, I had a little issue with that. I had a little issue with it until later on. Down the line that answered my conflict with that. But in this episode, I was conflicted with it that the son of the maid who's biracial is the brother that's actually still tending to the cotton fields, while the other brothers sit up in the main house drinking and spinning up their inheritance. This one is still out here, you know, tending to the fields. But I, I later understand why he's tending to the fields, but uh, we see him approach Uncle Clifford. Uncle Clifford is standing out in the field. Um
1: <laughs> I love that outfit he had on. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: let you talk about that because I really didn't want to say anything about the
1: outfit. <laughs> that outfit, I loved it. I mean, Uncle Clifford is just I love it. That outfit that it was like a corset thingy with the he had the parasol and the the hump butt. Like it looked like it was something out of eighteen sixty. Like, you know, with a but it was leather with some booty shorts like it was a lot, but I loved it. It was a lot
0: though. But I loved it. <laughs> so uh they they have a conversation um out at the fields and um Uncle Clifford's um pretty much is confronting Corbin. and was like, Yo, why you tell me they were bringing a casino here and, you know, you part of this deal. You know, what's the deal with this? And Corbin kinda reluctantly starts telling him about, you know, what's happening, you know, they're going around buying up everybody's land and offering them money and how he doesn't want to uh sell the land, he wants to lease it. He's very vocal about, hey, why get a couple of dollars now where you can get big money on down the line, which mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, lock them into a 15 year lease, get this money. Guess what? They built this casino now on this land. They have we're they're forever indebted to us. Right. Like we'll forever have to get this rent from them. So I think that's a very good business acumen that the son of the maid is has more sense to know that hey we will make more money in the long run and have a legacy
1: mm-hmm. if we lease
0: this land to them versus selling it for a quick couple million dollars that y'all gonna blow in probably a year. Um, but what I seem to have picked up on in this scene is there seems to be some history between, um, Uncle Clifford and Corbin, and not nothing sexual, not, no not that kind of
1: history. No, but they but knew they, they 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 knew each other and they're friends.
0: Yeah, they seem to have a, a a standing friendship from years. You know, that seems to go back to elementary school Yeah, cuz like they, Uncle Clifford they grew said. Up together.
1: Right, like Uncle Clifford said, I've known your whole life that you were the son of the maid. Like you no the, nobody said it out loud until your father died and and included you in the will. But tr- but remember, I knew all along. I knew I knew all along who you were. You know, he said I can keep a secret, you know. Um so there's definitely a history, but what that made me think was then when was Andre there? Because they clearly are in the same age range. And if Andre lived there for any length of time, wouldn't somebody know who the hell he is? So, I'm thinking he, if he did live there, he was young. He left when he was young because that seeing that scene reminded me like, yeah, if somebody would know him. Like, that's one of those right. I know your people or, type tales. Or towns. know your people, yeah. at the very least. Right. Like, somebody by now would have recognized him. Whether it was Uncle Clifford, whether it was Big L, whether it was... Somebody would have recognized him by Corbin. A town regular. Somebody would know who he is.
0: Right. Um, but I don't feel like Corbin was... You're, you're right. I, I, I've i been asking myself that, too, because he seems to have left after school or left after high school, maybe, and went off to college somewhere because he said he went to Morehouse. So he went to Morehouse. So obviously he left um, after high school and, you know, went to college and now he's gotten his law degree and now he's back, you know, trying to do something good for the city. But he's living in a motel, not staying with family members. Right. So does he st- does he still have family here other than the God Daddy? You know, because you don't hear him reference a parent, um, siblings or anything like that. And he's staying in a motel. Uh, well, I don't think stable. he would
1: stay with any family because, again, he doesn't want anybody to know. That there's a connection. But I'm just surprised that no one has figured it out. But then it brings me back to, again, something that we find out later on. Maybe yeah. he did leave as a child. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe he yeah. did leave as a as a child that nobody would necessarily remember. It, it might be one of those things where if somebody, if they brought it up, they'd be like, oh, I do remember a baby, but not necessarily connecting it to him.
0: And I think as the story progresses, that may be a question that gets answered for us.
1: Yeah, but I, I do agree.
0: feel like in this scene that Corbin wasn't all the way one hundred with. He Uncle wasn't Clifford.
1: because he never told Uncle Clifford that the pink was part. of... He never told Uncle Clifford that.
0: Remember? Okay, so I thought I thought I was the only one that was. No, uh huh. He never told
1: Uncle Clifford even he 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 came clean about the casino because remember Uncle Clifford walked away talking about how rich he was going to be.
0: Because he thought that his he, casino, thought, that his, cas- he thought his club was going to be across, across the street from, the from casino.
1: a casino, right? He thought he didn't know that they wanted his that his lamb was a part of it. And you sort the of look on Corbin's face as he walked away, like he felt bad about it, but also, I guess, couldn't necessarily risk the deal by telling Uncle Clifford that. Like, yeah, he 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 kept he didn't tell Uncle Clifford, he kept himself from Uncle Clifford.
0: So, the next thing we got wicked Witch of oh. uh, Chuckaloosa, Miss Patrice in oh, in church Lord. that's supposed to be practicing her solo, and she up here preaching a whole sermon to the air by herself uh by herself preaching a whole sermon what Deborah Cox song nobody's supposed to be here you're not supposed to be here <laughs>
1: uh,
0: she don't even need to be up here and then we see Mercedes has been looking for her you know, try to get her money because uh she needs to get her twenty stacks
1: hey so
0: she can go put down on her gym. Right. Don't go ahead. <laughs> don't go ahead. At this moment, Wicked Witch Patrice is, ain't done nothing wrong yet. <laughs> she ain't done it yet. Yeah. Um But you see the hesitation even in this scene. You see the hesitation. Like, what you want the money for? What you gonna right. do with it? Like, yo, know, it don't matter what the fuck I'm getting ready to do. If I want to go blow a bag on at the Louis store, it's my money. Give me my money back. Give me this my was money, a loan. right. Because that was yeah, the deal. this was a loan. This, this, that was the agreement. You know, it's not for yours to keep. And so, you know, she then goes on to tell her mama that, you know, what her plans were about going to put down the deposit on the gym. And at this moment, I don't think that Patrice really had any nefarious intentions on doing something with the money other than she just didn't want to give it back. I, I don't think she had in her mind at that yeah,
1: point. Yeah,
0: she just didn't want to give it back, yeah. She didn't want to give it back, yeah. And so um, when she agreed to give, and I'm thinking to Mercedes, like, why I got to come back tomorrow and to get the check? We here at the church now, go write me a check. <laughs> you know? Right. Why, why I got to come back tomorrow for my money? But we see how thrilled and excited, and she was almost like a little girl in that moment when she ran up and hugged her, like, oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, because she felt like her mother was supporting her dreams at that point. Yeah, and it's really sad to see how it unfolds. But uh, in that moment, uh, Patrice is just study. She wants to preach so bad. This woman wants a a, a pulpit to herself, and you know, she's she's motivated. I, one thing I can't say about all the characters so far, maybe with the exception of Diamond, maybe with the exception of Gidget. Uh, and maybe, well, even Mississippi. But most of the characters have goals. And we we know right away what their goals are. Mississippi, she wants to be famous. She wants to be the social media. Yeah. Uh,
1: she wants to go viral.
0: She wants to go viral. Mercedes wants to open her gym. Um, Uncle Clifford wants to save his club. Um, Big L just wants to keep his job. Right. Because he has nowhere else to go. Um, Autumn, she just trying to lay low. You know, Corbin wants to keep his land. So we see uh, Patrice wants to keep, get a church. So we see everyone has goals, you know, except for a few characters where we haven't, sh- we haven't seen part of their story yet as to what their real motives is for, um, for being at the Pink. But I feel like everyone that is associated with the Pink has goals that the Pink is a centerfold to those goals, you know, and so the next scene we see uh, Mercedes um, and her little girls, you know, her little majorettes. <laughs> um, She's laying their ass out because one of them put a video up on Snapchat of them twerking. Um, bad yeah, bitch, um, the bad bitch um, twerk contest. They try to throw yeah. the party, whatever. She let their ass have it. And um, we see this little disrespectful girl, Terrica. And we later on learn that this is Mercedes' da- daughter. But, you know, the mildly little girl that, you know, all the neck rolling and eye rolling, the typical uh disrespectful teenage little girl is kind of challenging Mercedes. You know, Mercedes is trying to tell them right. What she's telling them is right. You know, don't be out here tricking yourself off like this. You know, you are here you, you out here twerking for free. At least I, I get paid for mine. Right. Because can talking
1: uh, about something. You do it. And she was like, <laughs> she said, and I get paid for doing it. You doing it for free. Where they do that at? And I said, well. I guess I mean you when you—that's that, a valid point. Like
0: I, I get paid for what I do, and I'm doing it for you ultimately. And right. That's the ironic part about it. Is yeah, she's out here twerking and dancing, but she's dancing for you. In twofold, she's dancing for you because she's trying to get you back in her life. Mm-hmm. She needs the money to be able to get the gym, and she's doing it for the rest of the girls because she wants to give them a place of their own that they can go to and learn how to dance and be proud of, you know, winning their um, championships or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. little contests and shit they're going through. So, you know, she's not just out here twerking just to be twerking. She's doing it for a purpose. And I think that's what she's trying to communicate to Terrica in that moment. But what did you think about that scene?
1: Well, I mean, you kind of took away the climax of it. But, you know, in that moment... So you still have your version of the climax. No, that was... <laughs> i'm sorry my brain went left um no i mean i thought that that moment was because again in in that time you didn't know who this girl was and i was like okay but i i I love the fact that her thing is do as i say not as i do like and if you're gonna do what i do make sure you're getting paid like don't do it for free you know like i think there was a lesson in that whole moment yeah you okay. know there was a lesson in that whole moment like listen i yeah i, I, I might do what i do but i'll do it for free you know um and the fact that they all knew what she did like there was no secrets there you know
0: and the fact that she's open enough with those girls to know that you know hey i'm not here trying to be betty homemaker you know yeah i strip yeah i dance or whatever the case may be but you don't have to right
1: yeah, so I I can appreciate because she was disciplined, cause she was giving them hell. Like she wasn't even pretending like it was cute at all. Mm-mm. At all. She ain't
0: like nothing about that. And, and nope. that. That was the ironic part about it is she did not she wasn't here for that at all. She nope. was pissed. <laughs> she was pissed the fuck off. Like, y'all, y'all ain't gonna be out here. Get your ass up and give me them toe touches. Okay. Um so the next thing we see that the girls are practicing Gidget in uh, Mississippi. Uh, you know they're doing their pr- pole routine, and we learn in this moment that they have a little routine that they they have a little Trinity. That's yeah. their group. That's their that's their threesome. Uh, Mercedes, um, Mississippi, and Gidget they do a threesome. So they do a set where they're the Trinity, and they do a routine all three together so i really like that i really like that the the club has creativity they use all the girls to do certain things Uh, you know they have different themes so i really like the fact that the club has multiple things and it kind of sits around a girl and i love the routine that they they got is lit
1: and again oh yeah the the routine. Yeah, but again once again they're showing us that this stuff doesn't happen in a bubble like these women practice these women put in work like they don't just get up at night and just dance on a pole like there's work put into this and you see like how and then you even see how serious it is when you know um um old girl is hurt and how that affects the whole routine when she can't do her part of the routine you know like that's right oh uh, that's
0: right i forgot about that because she was hurt wasn't
1: she yeah once again from the, the boyfriend beating up on her. Or at least that's what that's what we that's what you know, that's what we, well, everybody that's, awesome. right, that's what everybody yeah. thinks. And we see another moment between her and Diamond. You well, know and we learn about him, what we suspected we found out to be true that he was in the military. He fought in Iraq, you know, and he's definitely dealing with some sort of PTSD. Like you can tell in the way he's talking and you know, talking about killing people and that's what he meant or that's what she meant when she was when she was like you already got enough bodies on you. Because remember, I was like, damn, is he a hitman or something? But she's talking about from his military service. Like, you already got enough bodies with you.
0: And, but what we see in this moment is his care for her. He takes extra care
1: with Yeah. her. Yeah, he like, cares
0: about her. Yeah, He really does care about her. And I don't know if it's because he feels sorry for her because she's a young girl, she got two kids, and, you know, she getting beat up by this man. Either way, his affinity towards her... I think her, he
1: really cares about her, though. I think he cares yeah, about her I like would want to be with her care about
0: her. Yeah, I, I don't think it's just that he want to fuck. Yeah, you
1: know? no. I don't he think it's clearly, sexual.
0: Yeah, he clearly cares about her well-being. Yeah. And so he comes up with this little home remedy with the pepper and the alcohol and he nurses on her and I just thought that was real... I thought that was real nice, you know, that somebody is is looking after her because everybody in the club knows that she get her ass beat, but he yeah, seems to be the yeah. only one that's trying to secret. look after her and take care of her outside of Clifford. You know, know that you know I'm here for you, you know, let me handle this for you, and I wish she will because she don't deserve that. Oh, well, no, woman! I,
1: I, I think he will. I anything. think I think we're going to get to that. Oh, I, th- I think I think the boyfriend is going to be handled.
0: So in the next scene, we see her doing what
1: she do best.
0: She's putting up that Instagram post. You know, she's doing her story, her Instagram stories or whatever. So all the girls are back in the dressing room getting ready for the night. You see Autumn um, off to the side, you know, kind of lurking and hating and getting drunk, as usual, pissy drunk. Mm -hmm. And the baby starts crying. And then you automatically see none of the girls want to help her. None of the girls want to tend to the baby. Mm -hmm. And she goes and gives the babies um, to Autumn. And Autumn to the baby while she finishes the post. What did you think about that? Because, and
1: again, uh, I have to say you can't give me a ride home but I'm good enough to h- h- watch a baby for you. You know what I mean? Like once again, because you need something, here I am.
0: But we saw a lot in that flashback. We saw a lot in that flashback. So one we see Autumn is yeah. um trying to escape her situation the night of the storm. And what I don't know if you paid attention or not because you know me. I'm, I'm going to yeah, put it up I on the 65 you, I inch. I know you pay attention. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop on the 65 inch. And I'm going to zoom in. She had a bloody shirt on. Yeah,
1: I did. I noticed that. I noticed that there was blood on the shirt. Yeah. Yep, 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 Okay.
0: And the little baby was crying. You know, she was trying to escape that situation. So we're we're getting snippets of what happened that night. Yeah. You know, each each day, each episode, we get more and more snippets of that fateful night. So and I'm just going to leave it at that for the moment. So the next scene we see her that fucked her up for the rest of the night. That whole her holding that baby fucked her up for the rest of the night.
1: Yeah.
0: Because we immediately see her at the bar getting fucked up.
1: Right. Even the she bartender did. was telling her, you need to Quinta. slow down. <laughs> I don't know what that girl was.
0: She's gonna always be Queen from having to have boxes. Queena.
1: Queen told her to slow her ass down.
0: <laughs> Queen said you get fucked up. <laughs> And, uh, she gave her water she gave her water right. she's like this water She like this water yeah that's what your ass need, <laughs> you need <laughs> some water dip. right? It's over the fuck up but uh, so then we see her wandering around the club asking niggas to buy her a drink again there go your colorism I'm gonna use this wig and I'm gonna get these niggas to buy me a drink or whatever and um, the Trinity is on the stage. You know, they getting ready to do their thing. You know, Uncle Clifford is MC, You know, the club is going up, money flying up. I just, I don't understand. It's answered. It was answered last Sunday. But I still don't understand all this money that's getting thrown up at this club. Why they are doing so bad. Mm. It just doesn't make sense to me. But anyway. Um, I was saying the
1: same old thing. girl name
0: is Jupiter. I want to say her name is Jupiter, the bartender. Uh, anyway, um, so she's kind of watching and all, you know. Everybody's mesmerized by Trinity. You know, they doing their thing. She wanted a little piece of that action too. I don't know if it was because she was drunk, was she jealous? I mean, what made her take her ass up there on that stage?
1: I think it was a combination. I think you had that liquid courage. I think it was she a little bit of jealousy. Courage. She had
0: liquid courage.
1: She had I the, agree. You know, and I think it was a little bit of you can do it, I can do it. Because again, they keep ragging on her, and I think in her mind, she's like, y'all really. You know, y'all keep coming for me, I can do whatever the fuck y'all are doing. And I think she really thought she could climb her ass on that pole.
0: <laughs> but we see Mercedes is the G. She's the OG. She so you know Mercedes how, yeah,
1: She's me. professional.
0: She's professional. And when she's on that stage, she is professional. She's Mercedes. And um
1: she flipped that whole situation.
0: She flipped that whole situation. She took a bad embarrassing situation and turned it into like, yo, I'm really finna make these niggas go up because she started riding her. Uh, because uh, basically Autumn climbs up the pole and damn near falls off. Damn near off fa- Right, I so she turns into a
1: whole lesbian moment, yeah.
0: Yeah, it turns into Which a whole Which we know how y'all
1: moment. men love the whole lesbian fantasy.
0: But hey, she saved the situation. She did. She saved oh, the she
1: absolutely saved the situation
0: so i mean and then um right after that we see her check her ass too she's like go take your drunk ass back up there on that goddamn pole right
1: which again and she was like you could have killed you know you you saw in that moment how dangerous that was when she fell on top of mercedes and then you know with mercedes coming at her saying listen you you could have hurt all like you could have got all our asses hurt like this is not a joke like this week this is not and again i hate to keep going back to it but again you know just going back to the writers and the directors and you know that they do such a good job of just humanizing this industry that people want to write off like you see once again how dangerous that pole is and the wrong person making the wrong move it could turn into something totally less
0: but one thing we see about this even though Mercedes ain't seen it for her we realize that but she's still the mother of the club she still, because nobody else tried to tell her no different. Nobody else, first of all, other than Quita. Quita was the only one always trying to tell her, look, you fucked up out here. You know, get yourself together. And Mercedes, when she snatched her ass backstage, like, yo, look, you know, she wanted to beat her ass. Like, she was pissed. But at the same thing, at the same time, she was trying to tell her, look, you about to get yourself hurt out here. You fucked up. You know, get yourself together before you hurt us, hurt Mm -hmm. yourself, or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. You see that she takes that role as a caretaker seriously because it's no different than that moment she had with the girls about the twerk video the same level of anger that she had with those is the same level of anger that she had with Autumn in this moment like bitch you about to fuck up the money you about to fuck us up you about to fuck yourself up get your shit together you drunk ass you drunk pissy ass right exactly <laughs> uh, so in the next scene we find out that DJ was scared it's it fucking high school. What the fuck? <laughs> right. I I didn't
1: see that one. That one I didn't I see, didn't see it either.
0: Yo, I love this writing. This writing is the shit. They need to get these Katori Home. If you listen to our podcast, we love it. We yes. absolutely love yes, your writing. Do.
1: Yes, we do.
0: You need to go on over there and write for power. No, y'all need they oh. need to have you over there writing for book two over there. At Something. Power because have
1: you been uh, um I
0: can't predict your show.
1: but Well, yeah.
0: But Miss uh, Courtney Kemp over there at uh, Powell, man, I can close my eyes and watch one of your episodes and know everything that happens. I love the writing here; the writing is not predictable at all, right? Because even stuff you, you thought is going to happen,
1: exactly everything yep. you think is going to
0: happen is left. And yep. that was a left moment for me when they showed a little boy in high school, <laughs> right.
1: And we find out later on his mama knows that he works at the strip club. She drops the ball. Right. Because, you know, Uncle Clifford talking about when your mama started driving a hoofie, like, like he know her. So, not only, and again, I think, I mean, I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but again, that goes back to the culture of where they live. That it's
0: behind the time. It's
1: like, it's like listen, I, I, my, you know, my high school student is working at the strip club, but he working. He bringing some He's money working. in the house. He bringing some money in the house. Yeah. I didn't think
0: about it like that. And it could be a situation where he's you for a parent that can't work. Maybe his mom right. maybe. Because it goes back maybe to maybe what you were saying mother?
1: about how depressed the town is, how there are no jobs. Like, I, I think it kind of goes back to that.
0: Well, what we see in this, we're, we're talking about him at school, but what we see in this scene is Lil Murder he pulls up to uh, DJ Never Scared at school, pick him up from school he wants DJ Never Scared because going back to the last episode where Uncle Clifford told him in that kitchen, hey, you didn't get what DJ Never Scared though. yo. He, he, he's a shit on these beats.
1: Yeah, he so can
0: help you out. He can help you out. So he took Uncle Clifford's advice and he went and seeked out uh, DJ Never Scared. But my question is, why is Lil Murder in a hoopty? <laughs> why are you talking a
1: little Old Ass Saturday? Because, I mean, this is my guess. I don't know this to be a fact. Um, because I think I think that's what his real. I think that's I think just like they were perpetrating on the money that night, they was probably perpetrating on the on the um on the vehicle. I don't think that was Lil Murder's Hummer. I don't think it was his Hummer to begin with. I think that's Lil Murder's car. Is that who?
0: <laughs> you might be right about that, but he had a fresh pair of jeans, so you know he had a. Well, joy you know, that, so. well, you
1: know how niggas are, that mentality. You know, what I'm saying yeah. I'll have a brand new Louis. A three hundred dollar weave, my nails will be done. I have on a brand new Versace outfit, and I'll be driving to the project. Like we know how the mentality sometimes. So for him, and I don't think for him it's that mentality. You know what? Sidebar on
0: that. We need to do an episode about that because I hate that about our people.
1: Okay, write it down. That put it in people. your notes. Put it in your notes. But it's I think. But I think that I also think that I don't think that's necessarily what he's doing with his money. I think. What we see is the image that he feels like he needs to portray. You understand what I'm you, saying?
0: You know what we need to do a character dive.
1: Because I'll be honest we, with you, I think Lil Murder, and this is just this is me going out on the limb, and this is me just totally guessing. I really think I think Lil Murder is probably middle class, probably come from some money, not like I'm rich, rich, rich. But I don't think he's hood. I don't. I don't I think he's playing the part, but I really don't think he's he hood. He
0: seems educated. Seems educated.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's good at all.
0: Yeah, there's there's another side to him that he's fighting hard for people not to know. Mm -hmm. And it's not even about the sexuality part because I mean what what you said um before that the whole situation between him and Uncle Clifford is like a trade, whatever.
1: It's not though.
0: I don't I don't I don't necessarily think that the image that he's trying to to portray. Goes back to the sexuality. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's bothered with being bisexual. If he's bisexual, gay, whatever. I, I, I don't. No, I know I agree. What based
1: on again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But based on future information, I agree with you one hundred percent now. But yeah, I agree with you. I do. I do. I but agree I
0: think the image that he's trying to portray as little murder is he wants people to take him serious as an artist. He wants people to take him serious as a rapper. He wants people to think that, you know, I'm I'm street. I'm hood. Yeah. And, I, and even if he didn't have the whole sexual identity thing going on, I think this would still be his reproach to his yeah. personality, his character. He, he wants people to see him as, I'm that hood dude. Right.
1: And but he's really
0: not that hood dude.
1: Right. And even if, let me say this, even if the Hummer is his, he doesn't want Again, I think it's a certain image he wants to portray. I don't think he wants to come off as too. I don't know. It's something about him that we don't know. But I think I think that's what I really think we're gonna find out that he, you know, he comes from middle class. I think know. after we do
0: our season finale podcast, let's do a, a character dive because I think there's there's great stories in these characters. The way that they're unfolding the character development with these characters, I love it because it's slow and you can tell it's deep-rooted. Everything, right down to Uncle Clifford and his his conflict that we see later on down the line, his conflict with himself, every one of the characters have deep-rooted issues that are coming to the forefront now. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the next scene, we see Autumn and um, Andre, they out on their date, so they do go to the miles, and they have a moment they they seem to have a genuine moment where mm-hmm. she's not she's not Autumn the stripper and he's not Andre the developer. It almost seemed like Haley and Andre were actually out on a date. Like they're like any other couple except for he's married and she's on the run from a psycho ex or whatever. But mm-hmm. in that moment it was a genuine I'm enjoying my time with you moment. I don't feel like she was yeah. really... Thinking about the whole get the information out of him, she was really enjoying his company. Yeah, and then what do we see next? They get back to the room, and he was getting ready to lay it out. He was getting ready to stretch her
1: out without a condom, knowing he a whole married man. See, that's how that's how y'all do stupid stuff. You no. a whole married man, and you about to have unprotected sex with some? Forget the fact that she's a dancer, some woman you just met. You don't know nothing about this woman.
0: He was get ready to stretch it out stretch her out crack her
1: back because had she not stopped him they was gonna get it in
0: do you think that she would've fucked him or do you think that she lured him there just to get that information or do you think that she would've genuinely fucked him
1: I think they would've I think she would've slept with him but I don't think she would've slept with him for Uncle Clifford I think she would've slept with him because she genuinely is attracted to him
0: she wanted to yeah
1: because oh, I mean, had he out. not, had she not found, those, had she not found those? Pictures, I don't think her intention was to leave him hanging. I really don't. Because remember, so you she would
0: have fucked. She would have fuck, fucked him until she saw those pictures.
1: Yeah, until she because remember, she automatically assumed that he was like a private eye and he was lying about the whole thing. Because you know, remember, she's still on the run. So he was. So she was like, wait a minute. He got pictures of just me when I'm not looking. Like. He, he, you know, look uh, what's the boy named Adobius? What's his name? Like he Montavius. here, Martavius, and sent him. That's what she really thought. I believe she really felt like that. But then there's a part of me that doesn't because she didn't run. Well, she still needed that money. She needed that ID. Because remember, yeah, she she remember, she yeah, went she straight back to the club. She needed the ID. Remember, she went straight back to the club and was like, here's your information. Give me my ID. I do think maybe her intention was to run.
0: Um, the guy at the front desk, he was messy. Talking
1: about uh, wasn't me, he messy? He'll condoms, but the
0: Bible, he'll <laughs> we, we got a Bible in every room. <laughs> that
1: just reminds <laughs> you that just to go to remind you, we are still in the Bible, ba- Bible. Box. And,
0: and that was proud upon. Like, yo, I just seen you come in here with this woman and you asking for a condom. And he, what, what does the camera pan to the wedding ring? So we see that the front desk mm-hmm. was feeling there. So, um, uh, in the next scene, uh, I guess they're at prayer meeting, Bible meeting, church meeting, whatever. But we see all the deacons and the pastor. Uh, it looked like it was a church having... meeting
1: because they were trying to figure out what they were going to do because the pastor was going to go on revival at another church, and he was going to be away for a while. So it looked like it was a, a, like a church meeting of the elders and the deacons and stuff.
0: And we see right there, not necessarily cover, uh, colorism, but what is it, fem- feminism? We, we see that that's a strong element in this series as well.
1: Sexism.
0: It definitely is. Because the pastor had already kind of alluded to, and uh, was it the first episode or was it the last episode? Either way, he alluded be pulled, yeah, pulled a feather out of her head. Yeah, we pulled a feather out of her that, oh, I'm going to have to try you out on this pulpit. And so, you know, here she's thinking that this is her opportunity to go up you know, pastor, give me go out for revival, let me preach the sermon and they shut her ass the fuck
1: down. Oh, I the way down. But you know what? I feel sorry for her. I I feel sorry because Patrice gave it to him though. Patrice let them know that old oh, dude that y'all want to preach. Y'all know he boring as hell. Like, stop playing. Like, we all know he's boring. Like, stop <laughs> it. And he was sitting right there like, I am right And
0: she, and, and she was she didn't have the calls about letting know that yo, know,
1: you bored. One thing I will say about Patrice, what you know, as much as I don't like her character, the one thing I will say is I think she truly believes that she has been called on by God. Like I don't think it's an act. I don't think she's trying to steal people's money. Like I think she really thinks that God has saved her and that it's her turn to now minister. Like I really think she believes that.
0: Based on what?
1: I, well, based on based on future episodes, I can't really say now. But in that moment, in that moment, I I was just like, dang, they ain't gonna give you a shot in hell. Like they are not giving you a shot in hell.
0: <clears throat> did you feel sorry for her in that moment, or do you feel like uh-uh,
1: I feel sorry for? Because I'm still stuck at what she, her in the parking lot swindling that money out of her mother. So no, nah, I mean out of her daughter. So no, nah, I ain't feel sorry for. her.
0: Yeah, go. She was talking about stripping this blasphemous.
1: Yeah, she tried to make and her then daughter you took feel bad about what she do. All yeah, but
0: you, yeah, you try to see him make your daughter feel bad about what she what she's doing, but at the same time, the
1: lady said when she was like, and you had you ain't had no problem having when you wanted me to twerk, you know, for other people like
0: yeah, because she was like, oh, how why has God forsaken me and give me a hole for a daughter and stripping his blasphemous and all this, but yeah, you are here begging for my blasphemous money, you know, I ugh, I hate characters like her. And the sad part about it is what we're getting from this is there are Patrice's in real life. We we, we got some parents out here that are some Patrice's. You know, thank God. Oh, absolutely. Thank God every day my mama wasn't a Patrice, but damn. The I mean, as an educator... In, in, in our community, we have parents that are like this that, that use their children for personal gain.
1: Listen, as an educator, I couldn't even begin to tell you what I have run into. I mean... I couldn't even it's
0: begin sad. to tell you. It's really sad that in our culture, in our community, that, you know, we we do have parents that have children for the wrong reasons. And some parents look at their children as a meal ticket. And I think that's what uh, Patrice is using. She's using her daughter not necessarily for a meal ticket but to further her personal agenda mm-hmm. rather than being honest with her child and saying, hey, will you help me? I feel like if she would have went to Mercedes and been honest with her about her intentions and what her goals are, there's nothing in the world that I don't think that Mercedes would have done to help her mother achieve that goal, but you know, the way she went about it is fucked up, and I'm not even going to talk about that dragon anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So, after the scene with the battle axe, we get back to uh, Andre's coming back to the room and find out that uh, I'm gonna pull it off. She don't uh, ski skirt up out of there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and quick,
1: and left the laptop up with the porn playing. <laughs> right, but she, but the thing is, her Right, she, but she got the information. She had uploaded that information.
0: She did. I missed that part. That's right. She, she like emailed it to, to herself or
1: something. But she got all that information.
0: Yep, she got everything, which was stupid on his part. That and I wish so dumb DJ, on part. Like, Shout out to my boy, serious? DJ Jacka Jordans. I wish he was on his podcast, because I've got him on P-Valley P now, so he's oh, been for watching. Real? Yes, oh, I've got okay. him we on. We gotta get him and, on here. Uh, Yeah, he said he's gonna get on with us. And uh, me and him were talking about it um, uh, maybe about a week ago. And basically, it was like yeah, she got the information, and she wanted to make sure that she, she she did what she needed to do. But at the same time, I guess I'm just a little confused with why she didn't stay and confront him. Because or, he... or, or or is that going back to what you were saying earlier about she feels like this dude is not who he say he really is?
1: Yeah, I think he's just, I think she's just really, really paranoid about like who he like like okay yeah i can see that you do have information about the casino but do you know my dude like do you think you know him and that's why you took a picture of me like like i think she just doesn't trust the fact that he has pictures of just even though we found out later it wasn't just her but that he has pictures of just her on the, po- on, I was gonna say on the podcast on the um on his computer like i think she was just like straight i think she got scared i think she got scared
0: well, he was disappointed because he don't win. Got the magnums,
1: <laughs> right? And he got Magnum too, right? He really thought he, he was like, going to, get to
0: No, no pussy for you tonight. The None. pussy fairy has flew away.
1: <laughs> nope, you better do the what you did. Fairy to, fairy you, you better do what you did the away. other night. You better get it on off of you.
0: <laughs> yep, <laughs> back back on that bed you go, buddy. Because okay. the pussy fairy is gone. <laughs> she got the hell on the pot of there. So the next scene. We see a little murder pull up in his hoopty at the club, and uh, Uncle Clifford is out front, um, you know, uh, welcoming the girls in. um, What was he really standing out front for? Because that's kind of unusual for him. I guess it was just for him to be out there for when a little murder pull up his boo. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no he was looking for um DJ Neverskade because remember he was um because we oh, never did right. talk was about late. that we got, we got sidetracked okay so he was talking to DJ Skid and Skid was giving him tips on his beats and stuff like they was talking about music and he was really giving him some good some good feedback on what he needed and you know and, and he even asked him well will you, you know will you work with me and he was like yeah I work with you you know so they they had a whole moment. They had a moment, but he was running and I late. I love the
0: language. I love the, the the language that they had in that moment because they were speaking some whole other shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's
1: uh, why you see. I went past that real quick because I, I all I got out of it is that you you know your, the
0: music sucks. Your music sucks, you. and
1: I help you. Yeah, because I don't know what yeah. the hell they were talking about.
0: Yeah. That's what he was out front for. He was out front waiting on DJ Never Scared because they had to put uh Big Air had to put the CD on. <laughs>
1: right. Talking
0: about some of the Bell did CD or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, So Uncle uh, oh, Clever was like, where the fuck my DJ at? And that's when we learned uh that he uh, we know that DJ uh, never scared mama usually drops him off at the club. Right. Um uh, and that he's usually here by now and that's when he's seen a little murder outside in the hoopty, you know. They they kind of have a little moment. And, and But you, you notice
1: that, but you do peep that well, Uncle Clifford was like, going to get out of here before somebody see you. Like, Uncle Clifford is is very careful and he's very protective. Like, he has no reason to protect Lil' Murder, but he's very protective. He was like, get on out of here before somebody see you. Like, they had their little moment, you know, hey, how you doing? He was like, you coming in? He was like, nah, not tonight. And they just kind of sat there looking at each other for a second and then he was like, all right, well, get on out of here before somebody see you. Like, again, being very Conscious and conscious of where they are, and, and people, you know, keep people and how people are them. going to accept them exactly, even though everybody knows about Uncle Clifford like, there's no if, ands, or buts about Uncle Clifford. But Uncle Clifford don't want little murder to get caught up.
0: You know what, you're absolutely right about that. And so, we see um Gigi and um uh, Mercedes doing their little routine, so they, they're a duo. So they're salt and
1: pepper. They call them yeah, so salt really, pepper. Yeah,
0: I really like. I really like the things that the club does. I mean, the the club has themes, and we just see how good both of the girls are on on the pole. And you know, got let to let me get take you to P Valley for your
1: birthday. I feel like you want to go to P Valley. Let me take you to P Valley for P-Valley, your birthday. So bad. <laughs> I want to go to P Valley right now. <laughs> Uh, but we also
0: we got to give some props to Gigi too, because Gigi be doing her thing too. Because that routine that her uh, Mississippi had was lit. I like. Oh that. yeah,
1: Gigi be doing a little swinging. Gidget, little Gidget
0: swinging is a little underdeveloped. Thing.
1: I mean, under um appreciated, but yeah, she definitely yeah she definitely be getting it
0: in. Yep. And so that's when we see um uh, Mississippi's other regular. So we found out that Corbin was one of her regulars, and then her anesthesiologist regular shows up with a rose. So that I mean, that was her cue that, you know, that now he's weird. (laughs) Now that is weird.
1: Yeah,
0: Dude don't want her to dance for him. He don't want her to do nothing to him. He just wants her to sleep. Really weird. (laughs) But uh, we also get introduced to Duffy. So we find out who Duffy is. Duffy is the guy that Big L and Uncle Clifford is holding the oxy for. Right. Which is Gidget's boyfriend. So she literally jumps off the stage in his arms and you know they have a little moment in VIP, and we see her um, slip some drugs from him. She claimed that they're from Mississippi, but who do you think the drugs are for? You think they're for her, or are they actually for her uh Mississippi? Well, he did make a reference about her mama. So in, that moment, the her. in that moment, I thought they were for her.
1: In that moment, I thought they were for her, and I was like, "Oh, Gidget!" I'm like, "Is that gonna be Gidget storyline? That she a fiend? Like she- she's
0: she a junkie?" Yeah. yeah, I
1: was like, oh, "Okay, Gidget, I got my eye on you." So yeah, I thought that's who I thought it was for. At the time, I didn't think it was. I never thought it was for Mississippi. I never thought it was for Mississippi. I thought it was for her. And um, once again, you have to ask yourself. You see Duffy give Uncle Clifford this envelope full of money, and he, bonus, up, like, and he gave a bonus. And he gave a bonus. And you still sitting here like, what is like that? Had to be how many stacks you think he gave him? Seven. Like I'm just, I'm just it, I, I just feel like Uncle. I feel like we have seen Uncle Clifford make at least half of that 55. Like I, I just I can't believe we've,
0: we've seen him make at least 30000 dollars in the uh, the the what what episode are we on right now? We on episode three. Three. Okay, <laughs> the three episodes we had, we've seen him at least make 30000 <laughs> Yo, the club is lit all the time. The club is going up all the time. There's money all over the floor all the time. And we see them spending stacks. We see Lil Murder spent five stacks in the club what his first night there. Dude just gave him an envelope with at least five five grand in it. Where is the money? Oh God. maybe it's going in his outfits and wigs and shit. I don't know I don't know. <laughs> but we see Duffy do pay off Uncle Clifford for holding the drugs for him. You know, and Uncle Clifford doesn't seem to be conflicted about it. You know, he gets the job done so then we see a scene where Autumn and Autumn finally goes to Uncle Clifford and gives him the information and get her ID back and she kind of have a little moment with Uncle Clifford where she went off on him when he took the phone from her and like you know I need you to do one more thing for me before you go and um, what was that all
1: about I guess she was just paranoid that you know because I think she thought that Uncle Clifford wanted her to do something else with Andre and she was like Again, I think she was ready to dip. I think she was ready to skip town. And she was ready to skip
0: town. At yeah, this point, she right. don't
1: want you know, she didn't want to be around him again because again, she doesn't know who he really is.
0: And she feels like this dude is a threat to me. Yeah. So he texts uh, Andre from her phone. Right, from her phone. And, like, come meet me at the club. And we later on find out what the other favorite was. The other favorite was, let me borrow this wig for a minute. <laughs>
1: right, right. Let me borrow
0: this wig for a bit. And let
1: me use your phone. Let me text him from your phone.
0: Right. And so um um, then Mercedes is in the dressing room, and the girls in the um dressing room is looking at the the uh bad bitch party and she pulled the fuck up. Go ahead, um, Crystal.
1: So she wrote <laughs> she rolls up to the party and you know she gets to the party and the first thing that hit me was she knows this house like this isn't just a random party like she knows this house and one of the she dudes knew how to get
0: there right. right and
1: one of the guys was even like um oh look at you know look at who who them rolled up and the, his friend was like nah somebody about to get their ass Be like that's somebody's mama like she came and she walks up in the house again she knows she she knows where she is There's no and that was the first thing that hit me and then you know, she goes over to the speaker and she was like, Y'all ain't got to go home, but I got to get the hell up out of here. And then she sees Terica sneaking out. And she was like, Where are you going? This is your house. And I said, Oh, shit. And because you see it's a nice house. Right. You immediately see that it's a nice house and all of that. And I was like, Oh, shit. Terica got a little money. She comes from a little money. And they empty out the house and she's fussing with her. And she was like, Where, matter of fact, and she never said where's your mother. She said where is what's the woman's name? Dottie or whatever.
0: Fail, Dottie. Here you go to my Dottie. What's her name? Sheld.
1: Where did Dottie? I don't even know where I got Dottie from. Anyway, so he was, you know, she never said where's your mama and
0: she said I'm sorry, but you know that's my giggle moment with your ass. Anyway, I'm going to
1: get to this man. Whatever that woman name is i would put the cast off IMDb and send it to you. (laughs) (laughs) And she explains that um, you know, she was like, well, she's out of town, whatever, whatever. And they get to arguing back and forth. And what we find out is in this moment is that Mercedes is Terrica's mother. Yep. And this woman, Shell, who was, what we, well, what wasn't clear to me, you might have caught it. I didn't, what I knew was that Shell was I thought, I didn't know if it was the sister of the father or the wife of the father or whatever, but we know that. It's still
0: not clear in this moment. Right. It's that, not clear we know moment. that
1: Shell has agreed to raise um, Terrica for the father. Like, it's a, as a favor to Terica's father. And, you know, because later on, Shell comes home and they're talking, and Shell tells Mercedes, like, listen, this ain't working. Like, you know, y'all gonna have to find another way to get y'all quality time because. She's become way too preoccupied with her body, with this whole dancing thing. She's going through growing pains, and I need to eliminate this, you know, because this is is just doing nothing but, like, you know, tempting her. And what she really said without saying it was, I don't want her to end up like you. That's what she was saying without saying it.
0: Right. Ain't nothing good coming
1: out of this. Right. She's becoming too preoccupied with her body and with dancing. She's not, you know, she's neglecting school. And that's what she really was saying. Like I said, she was saying it without saying it. But
0: what I get from this moment is from Michelle. Michelle seems to be one of those uppity black people that seem to be a little well-to-do. Mm-hmm. And kind of turning those up at everyone else who isn't well-to-do. That's what she comes across. Now, whether or not that's her, she could want the best for Terrica. She could want the best for Terrica. She doesn't want Terrica to probably end up like Mercedes. Nothing wrong with a parent wanting their child not to end up being a stripper. I don't have an issue with that. Right. But her delivery of that, she just comes across as one of those uppity, stuck up, well-to-do black people that, you know, frown upon anyone else that isn't living like how they live. I mean, is that the impression you get of Shell, or do you think that Shell's really trying to be a good parent for Terrica? or is she just trying to control the narrative because Mercedes is her mom, and I don't want her to end up like you, and you know, you are a disgrace. You know, how I think do you it's a combination. I
1: think it's a combination. I think it's legit because again, if if I put myself in her shoes, if that's my daughter, where I have her in this dance. Group that you know, some of the dance moves might be a little provocative or whatever. She's coming of age, you know. She's starting to not really care about school. She's caring more about her body. doing
0: these wild parties, right?
1: And and add on top of the fact because we realize it's not a secret. Like Terika knows that that's her mother. Like it's not like she don't know that that's her mother. So the fact that she knows that her mama is a stripper, I I think it's a combination. And I'm not mad at her. Like you know. You do the best you can. I. I mean, I, I don't think there's any love lost between her and Mercedes, but I don't. I don't think she's wrong for saying, "Listen, I no longer want my daughter to be a part of this." Like I. I think that's. I really think that's probably a good decision.
0: It. It. It, it is a good decision. It's best for the child, but it's not necessarily best for Mercedes because at the end of the day, this is my child.
1: Yeah. And yeah. don't
0: deny me. My relationship with my child, because you know you may be raising her, but this is not this is not what I wanted. You know, we're in this situation not because I wanted to be in this situation, is the how things played out. And I think we're going to get a little bit more story as to how Shell ended up with Terica and instead of Mercedes.
1: Yeah, we're going to definitely. Yeah, that's definitely more to that story. But yeah, in that moment, I wasn't in that moment. I wasn't mad at her. In that moment, I was like, I get it.
0: So I mean I felt thing... for
1: Mercedes, but I understood her point of view on it though.
0: So the next scene, we see um um Andre being escorted into the paradise. And we see this old freaky dude just throwing money all over Mercedes, um Mississippi. Right. That was into the... crazy, but anyway. Yeah, that was weird. So we get to the um the paradise. He think he's coming to see Autumn, <laughs> right? He, he, coming
1: see Autumn. he coming in there ready to apologize and everything.
0: Yep, he should have known what's up, he should have known something was up. He's like, Man, why is this extra security around? All of a sudden, what's going on? But you see, Big L joins them in the conversation, and then pretty much Uncle Clifford and Um, Andre kind of have words about this whole casino. And Andre kind of leaves the club, pissed because Uncle Clifford is pissed at this point, like, Yo. You know, where my money at? Right. You know, why are you not offering me any money for my casino and you in my casino trying to do business with Corby, And you know, he wants to know what's the deal with this whole casino
1: thing. And he tells him, so, he was like, Well, basically, we we ain't worried about you because you the yeah. land about I mean the, the bank about to take this, so we good. Like we you know, he tells him, like, wasn't really concerned about you, Uncle Clifford, like
0: I really do, going back to kind of Mercedes and Terrica, I really do think that Mercedes does want a better life for her daughter. And I think that's part of the reason why she's so motivated to get this gym up and going. I just really feel sorry for her that she can't be the mother that she wants to be because of her circumstance. Mm -hmm. But we close the scene out, we close the show out with Haley at a Telex getting this money up. And I, I I did believe in this moment too that she was getting ready to run. I, I really thought that she was getting ready to get this nine thousand dollars and and be out. Little do we know that was just scratching the surface. I really thought that that was her way of getting out of town with some um, fast money and and moving along moving along. You know I I had no intentions on her staying. So it was very surprising to see that she decided to stay mm-hmm. because I thought once she got that ID and got that money that she was out here. So another good episode,
1: yeah, um, Kristen. I'm, Absolutely, I'm, I'm really liking it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like, not- got they got me hooked. Like, I they got me hooked. Like Power used to have. You know me. I used to be up at midnight watching Power. Like they yep, got me we hooked. up at midnight now watching P Valley.
0: Right, <laughs> right. Night, right. Midnight, they
1: got
0: me up P-Valley. at midnight on Saturday night watching P Valley. Yeah, they got me. Hell yeah, and hey, get that review up by one a.m. <laughs> you, you don't be playing with that review, boy. Uh, you and uh, my girl, color me pink. Y'all be on this shit. Y'all be getting the reviews Listen. out. Because you know what? The <laughs> I
1: used to wait. I did. Out of respect, I used to wait. With power, I was like, okay, I will wait and I would have a premiere at eight o'clock when the show, whatever, or nine o'clock. Whenever the show came on, I would set it to premiere. But then I started realizing that other people was dropping theirs. I said, Well, hell, if everybody's gonna drop their review, I'll go ahead and drop mine. But I, I did at first, mm-hmm. I used to wait on it. I did, but then then it got to be, Oh, I wanna be first. <laughs> I yep, want my review want to be out the there first. first. One. <laughs>
0: I want I want mine to be seen first. Exactly. Yep, y'all be you getting know. it. So, y'all be getting it in. Y'all y'all be y'all be getting it in. I'm I'm really I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. Um um we did
1: we we also found out that P Valley has been um picked renewed up season for two. season 2. Yep. The only problem so. is when are they going to be filming it? When are they going to start filming it? Although I'm noticing that a lot of shows are kind of going back. So they may, oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. I'm about to tear something up. I mean, they might get a script pretty soon, you know, start getting scripts and start filming it. Because remember, they filmed this already. Like, this isn't new, you know.
0: So you think season two has already been filmed?
1: No, 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 not at all. Uh Uh-uh. I'm talking about as far as filming it with everything with with Corona, like, when are they going to be ready to start filming? No, I don't think they filmed anything for the new season. I don't think. You know, I don't know that to
0: be a fact, but you know what? That's another thing I was worried about too. Is that you know how long is it going to take for us to get season two? Um, because I can't imagine them in production right now uh, with everything with these cases and stuff going up on Corona, and I just don't know what to do <laughs> about this coronavirus shit.
1: Well, that's why I started. It's... If you notice, um, that's why I started doing you know retro reviews because you don't know what's going to happen with new shows. Mhm. Um, anyway, it's long enough. we well, get book down. two. <laughs> we get book
0: two um next next month, so we'll see if I'm here for that. You're
1: gonna
0: um, be here for at least for the first couple of episodes. And shout out to Mod uh, Modot J. I watch his reviews for um, P Ballad too on um um YouTube. He's pretty good. We're gonna have to get him on the podcast okay. uh, one day because I'll be curious to know what his opinions are about some of these characters. I'm down. But, for um, it. Anyway, thank y'all for joining us and listen. As usual, you know, we try to do our thing. We try to get more
1: consistent with the content, guys. So be patient with us. Um, People work hard. I ain't going to say no names. Somebody always working. I ain't going to say who it is. I ain't going to say who it
0: is. I'm a hard working man, y'all. I'm a hard (laughs) working man. I'll be doing these 16 hours. I'll be tired. I know you do. But um, you can find me on Instagram at RetroCG.
1: Oh, you wait for me. You can find me on Instagram at ReallyBeTV underscore on YouTube, and you can find me on YouTube at ReallyBeTV.
0: All right. Well, we'll be back for another episode, guys. All Talk right.
1: To you then Peace.
0: later. You are now listening to TSF Entertainment Podcast.